Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to the Second Chance Moped Podcast. We're here, we're back. It's Wednesday, th- actually it's Tuesday. I record on Tuesdays and then I upload late Wednesday night and you guys all have it for Thursday at work. Um, I'm in the basement. Uh, the do- Minnesota winners, dude, like... You guys know how much I love to fucking talk about the goddamn weather, but hey, it's true. It's now we're getting into the fun part for all the rest of the world who doesn't know about Minnesota winters. It's just cold, and then we get dustings of snow. So, know what that's really awesome for? To hide all the fucking ice so you slip and fall on your ass. But you know, I'm a true Minnesotan, so I know how to walk on on the ice, so like I don't fall. I hope not. Now I jinxed myself and I'm going to fall and get yet another severe brain injury, but whatever, dude, no big deal. I got my coffee all loaded and ready this week. That was awesome. Um, yeah, it's eight o'clock at night and I'm drinking coffee. And as soon as we're done, I'll still fall asleep. Um, but yeah, I'm getting so excited to like ride mopeds because I pretty much have my daily rider done, except for like, I somehow lost my left floorboard to my Hobbit. How I don't know, but I've lost it. So like, whatever. Like I've got I got my brakes all done, and now I'm moving on to my what I call my Phoenix bike because it was some bike I was doing some test work on, and like it's the remnants of my severe crash bikes. Like the bike that like I used every salvageable part I could off the bike I was almost killed on, and like that's why I called it my Phoenix bike because I'm cheesy and I'm whatever. But, um, yeah, I am staying on the West coast this week. Cause we have a spot. We, every guest is special. I don't try to minimize anybody, but like we have somebody who has been oddly silently influential in my life for next week. And that's all the teaser I'm going to give you. We're going to go back over to the East coast. Um, but I'm really excited for my guest this week. Like it was weird. Cause I actually reached out to him like, probably two months ago. And I don't know if he ever realized who it was, but he did, but I, but it's on me because I reached out to him on the MA uh, website on a private message. So I don't know if he, if he realized who I was or if he saw who it was, I realize he's a busy guy. <laughs> I love the basis I'm getting right now, but yeah, it's just, you know, I actually realized we're friends on Instagram or Facebook or we have too many fucking ways to talk to each other now. Like it's, I feel really weird. Like when I, when I write a message to a friend on Instagram and they reply to me on Facebook, it's, there's something really just odd about that. I don't know why, but it's, it is. Um, but anyways, enough about me and we can get to our guest. Um, I'll just have you introduce yourself, man. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um, my name is Maitland uh oh there goes my phone okay <laughs> put that up there uh my name is maitland i live in san francisco uh i'm a member of the creatures of the loin i've been a creature since like uh like 2008 officially i was honorary for like one or two years before that before that but full-time since like 2008 okay yeah, yeah. i'll have to ask you some questions about how you got but yeah, yeah, so Maitland here on Second Chance of Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys. What happened, i.e. the very first time they saw a moped, uh, what it was like, kind of middle part of the story, and what it's like today. So let me ask you, Maitland, what was your first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on and riding, but just like the first time you can really remember saying, 
that's a moped. They were kind of one in the same almost. Yeah, um, yeah. I would def I would definitely say it happened in college. Uh, I was in I was going to college at UC Santa Cruz. Okay. And me and a couple of my buddies were just like we'd like to browse Craigslist for like free shit. Yeah, yeah. And just like see what you could come up on. Uh, and then my buddy got like a Pook two speed moped. Nice. Um, and like he fixed it up and did, and got it running on his own before I knew about it. And then when I figured out, found out about it was cause he had tried to like jump it over a speed bump <laughs> and, the, and the forks collapsed. And like, yeah. I think he ended up like dislocating his collarbone or something like something minor. He had to go yeah. to the hospital, but it was okay. minor. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should get one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds fun. <laughs> I was going to say he didn't lose his teeth or anything like that. Like that was always the thing in the seventies. Like everybody. There's a lot of people, I guess, roaming around the Midwest with like no front teeth because of mopeds because they all oh, smack. Yeah, yeah, they smack their teeth on the handlebars. I knew a guy named Raymond growing up. Anyways, I Ouija, he was scary. But so what, like, I love my dates and timelines and stuff like that. So not to date you, but we're going to date you. What year was this? Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to date the fuck out of me with this. Um, Not so too bad. Like, like, I've got I've gotten a little better about, like, uh, what date and time did this happen? What date and time <laughs> did that? Like, what, what year are we starting off in? All right, so that was after we had moved out of the dorms. So that would be 2003. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2003, yeah. your buddy got a moped off of Craigslist, jumped it. You thought it was red as fuck. Uh, so what was your, did you ride his bike at all? Or did you just see him tooling around on it and crashing and like realize you had to have one? Uh, yeah. So like he crashed it before I got a chance to ride it. And okay. so I was like, well, he's not going to fix it for a while. I need to get one of these. And like, then we can ride them together. Uh, yeah. So like my buddy crashed it. He couldn't fix it. You know, it was going to be down for a bit. Um, so I need to get my own. And so I started looking on Craigslist and actually found like a professor who was selling a scooter for like a couple hundred bucks. He's like, mm -hmm. Oh, it comes with a moped. Yeah. Uh, free moped doesn't, doesn't work. And I was like, I don't want the scooter, but like, can I have the moped? And he's yeah. like, no, I'm going to give it to someone who buys it. And then a week later he emailed me back and he's like, no one wanted the moped. It's yours. Awesome. So it was like a, a Gorelli SSXL. Yeah. Uh, I never, never got it running right. Like the timing was something screwed up mm -hmm. and I could never get it to go above 20, but yeah, yeah. that got me up to campus. Like that got me <laughs> up to campus and I was like, you know, whatever it backfires at 20 all the time. Eh, I don't care. <laughs> so uh, it was, let me ask you a little bit. What was your like childhood growing up where you're like, did you come from a mechanical background at all? Cause like, I always just find that fascinating. The people who come from like a mechanical background versus the people who can, who don't necessarily like for myself, yeah. like I did. And I understand when I might not know how to fix it. I might not know how it should run at peak performance, if you will, but I can generally feel if something's not running right. And it drives me fucking nuts. So like, what was your like childhood, like for like background and mechanics and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I was always, like, very mechanically oriented, electrically oriented. Like, I built, uh, me and my dad built, like, a not a really fancy one, but we made, like, a six-legged walking robot for my oh, high wow. school project. Yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't remote control. Like, it was, like, hardwired, so, you know. But, but still, dude, got, that's like, fucking rad. 
Yeah, we got like the it's like the little kids' cars, and they have mm -hmm. the step down like gearbox in it, and so mm -hmm. like you can step it down to like ten RPM. It was kind of cool, dude. That's amazing. Like that's that's fucking that's yeah. Like that's that's a double thumbs up for coolness. Like I was way <laughs> way too busy fucking being a drunk in high school to even think about doing that. So like, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. So like you you at least know how to like kind of turn around and understand like yeah. So you got mechanical skill set you're you're riding the bike to uh, campus you said you never really figured out the timing so like what made you progress had you had your like real smile ride yet at that point or was it just your kind of mode mode of transportation for you more than anything yeah it was more like mode of transportation like it was going to get me places but then i was like okay like these things are kind of easy to fix. I happen to have a Gorelli, which at, in 2003, if it wasn't a Pook, it was basically really hard to fix. Mm -hmm. um, I remember like ordering a, a new Delorto carburetor because I couldn't find a manual for the Shaw that was on it. Okay. Uh, from 1977 mopeds. I think <laughs> they were like... I think it was still like 100% dropship only for stuff like that at that okay. time. And so they acknowledge they're like, well, we're just gonna place an order with the Lordo, and like, we don't know when that's gonna get fulfilled. Oh wow! <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's the only place I can find one, so order. And then I got a new one like four months later, I think. I forget. Dude, dude that's so random because like, I don't know about anybody else. Like today, now, like, if stuff isn't to you in a couple weeks, and I've never had that experience with treats, but I'm just saying, like, even buying stuff off of like people on, um the uh, moped army are just here there or whatever like if it's not to you a couple weeks you start to freak out now you're talking like four months to get stuff like this is why yeah. i'm so not envious of the old guard like yourself like uh we had to wait and it could get to us or it couldn't get to us it was the game it might not yeah. i mean there's also like yeah, like there was no treats. There was like you maybe found a weird Euro guy that knew some <laughs> stuff about stuff. Um, or like oh man, there's a really funny like it's on Moped Army somewhere under like Wayun Oats. But basically like a guy in the Midwest was he ended up being like a fourteen year old kid, <laughs> but he was like selling stuff online and then never fulfilling the orders and then oh, no one shit. was like there was no like repercussions and so like one day somebody found his address and like showed up and oh, it was wow. just like a kid. And he just like talked to the kid's mom. He's like, well, your son is like scamming people out. Like he has the moped parts. He's shown pictures of them. He's yeah. just not shipping them. Yeah. And like, yeah, but like that took like over a year because everyone was accustomed to like, Oh yeah, four, six months, whatever. I don't know. Might show up. <laughs> dude that's um i can't even i've never heard that story before but that's absolutely awesomely mopeds there like right there <laughs> like we threw money out in the sky and hoped something came instead like so you got that shot of it. had you given up on the grill at that point or were you still kind of waiting for that shot to show up or that uh delordo to show up I mean, uh, like halfway through the wait time, I moved from like waiting for it to show up to waiting for it to show up so I could sell the Gorelli because mm -hmm. I had started to get into like flipping mopeds. Okay. Because uh, like 2003 to 2006 in the Bay Area, it was a really like I could get them for free from people a lot of the mm -hmm. time. Like they're just rusting away on their yard or something or posted on Craigslist for free. 
Yeah. And then I spent some time fixing it up and like, you know, you can sell it for like four to 600 bucks. So what was your second moped then? Like, what was the moped that really kind of sunk the hooks in you or this whole weird moped addiction that we all get? So that was a, like a mint condition, like UPS Magnum. Mm -hmm. I had found it like a dude up in Santa Rosa, which is like an hour and a half north of the city here. Uh, I'd found it and I talked to him and I started to drive up there. He sent me pictures. He had like a mint condition brown and gold magnum with all the farkles on it like the key worked awesome uh he had the title it came from new jersey even like him and his brother had moved out from new jersey his brother like either moved away or like had some medical issues and they just like Mm -hmm. shoved it in the corner of a garage but covered it with carpet so like no dust or anything was on it and like i think i bought it for like four or five hundred bucks at the time it was just like it's got a fucking key. It's got a title. It starts up first kick. I was like, <laughs> this is the coolest thing ever. That's so, yeah, dude, that, that it leaves hope for everybody that they're still out there. And those, those rare finds are still out there. I saw it happen this spring in Minnesota. A guy picked up one like that. So never give up people. Um, so what was, and it fascinates me because I've been out to San Francisco a couple times, like, What's it like riding an E50 in the Bay Area? Like, <laughs> I just, I'm like, I hear people riding like that or like V1s. I like, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck are you? Why are you not on a hot? Like, I figured that like it'd be Hobbits galore out there or Peugeots or something like that. Like, why an E50? Uh, I mean, me personally, I, I didn't really ride any 50 much. I mean, obviously okay. we all, we all rode a bunch. I, mm-hmm. I do have a V1 though. I mainly ride V1s. Okay. I just feel I can tweak them out a little bit better to ride in the city. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of more like the challenge. Cause you're right. Like it's kind of insane to ride a single speed bike here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're going to get dusted by every variated bike. Like no questions. Yeah. Yeah dude exactly it's just like but again it's the chair like the challenge um i i can totally respect that and i totally respect anybody who can make a single speed bike run on hills like yeah because i mean you've been to the rallies we've all been to the rallies where like you get that yeah. nice 30 degree grade and you just see the variated bikes just flying by and everybody else <laughs> just like it looked like they threw the boat anchor out the back back tire um so you're, you're getting into flipping bikes. Like, are you finding a moped scene at this point? Or is it just kind of Maitland out, just kind of making a few dollars here and there on mopeds? Well, so like it was me and my buddies that were, you know, getting some mopeds for ourselves down in Santa Cruz and like flipping some bikes. Mm-hmm. And then one time, I think uh, we ended up selling some parts to some of the earlier creatures. Mm-hmm. They came down from San Francisco. And I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity. I have all these Motobicanes. Because, like, after the the balloon or the UPS Magnum, uh, I was super into French bikes forever because one of the creatures was, like, the Doppler representative. And so oh, you wow. could order parts through him. And I was like, oh, yeah, nobody knows how to do these French bikes. Like, I'll make them go fast with these other two dudes. Yeah. But the, the first creatures we met... I was like, oh, it's a great opportunity to ask questions and like figure out how to make this French bike go fast. Mm-hmm. And then they came over and they're like, oh, like we don't work on French bikes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I figured, but you guys were the ones. I was like, if anybody would, it would be you. Yeah. But it, 
then I just ended up finding like Elliot and Brett were the only two people in the creatures and most of like the country that wanted mm-hmm. to like soup up Motivacanes and Peugeot's. Yeah. You always hear people like talk about like, I got a Moby, I'm going to do something with it. Then you're like, where's your Moby? It's broke. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it doesn't work. Right. Like I had to, I, um, the person who started this podcast with me, like, she means well and she has a lot of good ideas but the basics of just mopeds just are not with her like she had it over my house and i'm just like i don't know shit about mobies but this is not leaving till it's safe at least <laughs> <laughs> so i got it at least where stuff wasn't falling off or anything like that and explaining certain things about variated bikes and like <laughs> how how the variator has to be balanced and how i can't yeah like uh um oh, man. like the mid to late 2000s were great for french bikes because mm-hmm. like treats wasn't really there yet 77 mopeds wasn't importing a bunch of stuff like you had a couple people that were dealers but there was just so much crazy stuff all over the foreign ebay mm-hmm. like you could buy all the weird cylinders in france if you were nice if you spoke french and if the guy liked your french translation okay he might, sh- he might ship to you oh. i found like a 70 cc cast iron kit out of uh-huh. italy like uh-huh. this Roman scooter <laughs> shop was selling it for like 50 euro. I was like, oh yeah, 50 euro kit done. Yeah. I um, unfortunately, it gets so hot because it's a French bike and it's cast iron mm-hmm. that I found out it basically diesels everything. Yeah. Like even a low compression head, you're like, kill switch. Ah, and yes, it's still running. Yes, <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> What's Malin doing? He's just sitting by his bike that won't shut off. He's throwing yeah, water. Hold your hand over the carburetor, pull the plug boot off, shock <laughs> yourself at the same time. It's so oh, janky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's fucking rad, though. That is so <laughs> rad. Um, so, like, you're meeting some people in the outside uh moped community you're down in santa cruz at this point still right or are you, where are you located yeah. in the world um is there any like in the midwest i hear and like i've only been in the moped scene like a couple years if that and like we'll say two three um you hear about kalamazoo and like the barbecues and stuff like that early on um what's like get togethers what's going on in the west coast because like for me the west coast really fascinates me just because of that great rocky mountain divide i mean like i don't know shit i know i've gotten through my podcast i've gotten to know some of you guys on the west coast but like i still really don't know a lot of like the early days of west coast mopeds yeah no it's always been hard for us to get like out east of the rockies and vice versa Mm -hmm. especially if you want to travel as a big group and you're like, well, we got to drive. Uh, okay. I know one group of creatures made it to barbecue 13 by driving. Awesome. Uh, they fucking drew the whole way out. I-, I wasn't part of that, but that sounded like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like on the West Coast, because we, we have like, we're isolated a little bit and there's not as many large cities near each other. Like one mm-hmm. thing I'm jealous about of the Midwest and the East Coast and everything, like, I think if you're in Virginia, you can visit every city in 12 hours or less. Definitely. I did that this uh, summer. I kind of broke the rules. I was masked up, but I still was going nuts in Minnesota. I'm like, I got to get out. And so 4th of July, I went to Richmond. I I stayed at uh, Thomas Nashley's from Moped Mondays podcast. And I went down to to, uh, Charlie and Becca Buzzard's house. 
and Columbia right. and then skirted back up to Richmond and went up to um, Bel Air, Maryland, stayed with Maddie Boo, who's in the the newest one of the newest clubs and moped army um graveyard shifters just all rad people and it's all because of the only rally that happened this year tampa which is, <laughs> it was it was it's it goes back to that proof like anything can be rad if you have rad people there like yeah the actual like you turn steve or bourbon steve or whatever you want to call him, <laughs> like did not have a rally planned at all like E for effort, but like actual execution was a little okay. But um, so like you talked about getting out, and I'm actually just googling right now what um San Francisco is to Minnesota, just for funsies or whatever. But um, <laughs> I know it's at least tw- twenty nine hours. So I okay, we did it. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah denver is 24 we did a drive to denver for the national rally in 2014 mm-hmm. that was 24 hours straight mm-hmm. that one was pretty good we did a good that was a, a new shift driving that we did that time okay so everyone we had one group of people drive out and then mm-hmm. fly back and then the other group flew out and drove back dude that's so everyone gets genius. a one-way ticket everyone gets a one-way ticket it's awesome dude i i like that like that is fucking like that's something I've never heard of up until right now. Like, and I I like to drive, so like, yeah, yeah. It was. It was, it was I, don't, really- I don't like to drive back. I like to drive there, but I don't like to drive back the way I came because it's boring. I came that way. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you got me so baffled by this whole like one way drive, dude. That's fucking. I like it. That so we learned something maybe people throw around if you want to get out to the west coast or east coast like just do a one-way trip um yeah so let me ask a lot of our oh yeah go for it no no, no, i'm stepping on you oh i was just gonna continue yeah because like except for from san francisco except for going to sacramento which is like two hours la is like a solid six to eight if you're Mm -hmm. taking mopeds with you portland's 12 seattle's 14 and that's really it like Mm-hmm. You got like four or five cities. There are definitely people that ride mopeds in smaller cities, but it's not really, it's like a handful of folks. There's always a lot of people in Santa Cruz. Uh, it's a great town to ride mopeds in. Yeah. 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 Um, what was your first rally? We'll say like, what was the first time you went to a rally? Like, how was that for you? Uh, that was really awesome. That was 2000. Was it 2006? First time I went to a rally was 2007. 2006 was a creatures rally here in San Francisco, trick or treat. Okay. okay. Uh, 2007 would be late birds flock. Yeah. In LA. Mm-hmm. And I'm that gonna... one was insane. Well, why don't you talk about like, not give gory details, but like, why don't you talk about that? Cause like I've, I've been to LA once and it was a really sad kind of shitty experience. I don't want to get into, like I just flew out of LAX and that's all we'll talk a little bit, but like, what's a, what's a rally like in LA? Like I want to get there, dude. Like I, you know, me being a small town, Minnesota kid, like seeing all like the LA strip or like East Los or like all that, like, dude, I want to fucking do that. Like I am a person like, let's, let's do it. Let's do it now. And fuck the rest. Like, so describe like what a LA rally is from somebody from California. Oh man. That one it's, it's fucking amazing. 
they all are amazing. I've only been to a couple. There's been several. Both the mm-hmm. Leapers and the Wooly Bullies have had rallies there. Uh, I think one thing they all do is, like, you go on a moped ride. Like, I forget the the proper names of this, so anybody from L.A. will probably hate me. Um, <laughs> but you, you go up along this – it's like the San Gabriel Mountains, maybe? But, like, you go up along the spine of the mountains between – where all the city is and the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so you're just riding on the spine. You can see the ocean to the left. You like go through Malibu, like down through the canyons. You hit the ocean. You go to a taco truck. You awesome. come back down. You come back down the beach and then you go head down Sunset Strip, just lane splitting the whole fucking way. Fuck you're yeah, like, dude. you know, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you can blow stoplights. Like, you just go. It's just ultimate freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the flock yeah one. We were all down in like downtown LA in 2006. It was still pretty shady. Yeah. And we had somehow gotten use of a whole warehouse <laughs> where a radio station was. <laughs> Unclear. Um, like so, there's like 400 people in this warehouse just sleeping on the floor with all our mopeds parked inside. <laughs> That's also where the party was. So like the DJ is playing to like five in the morning. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, to back up just a slight minute, uh, the creatures, there was like 70 of us at that point in time. Oh, wow. And so we, we had rented a charter bus and also a Penske truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people drove the Penske truck full of mopeds and the rest of us were on the charter bus just getting like shit housed on the mm-hmm. way down to LA, oh, yeah, dude. like getting drunk, smoking weed, whatever. The bus yeah. driver is cool with all of it because it's a private bus. We paid for it. Yeah, yeah. And so like we showed up to LA Moped Rally like on a charter bus <laughs> with our mopeds in a separate vehicle. And yeah. We're like, it's time to party. We're already <laughs> drunk. Let's do this. And this was also like the height of like getting free shit from booze companies. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So like, I don't know how they did it, but we had like infinite flats of sparks infinite flats it was all free too they gave they gave them all like too much sparks too much tito's vodka and then what did we have doer's whiskey oh no i I just took bottles home with me because there was so much left over after three days of 400 people getting shit faced constantly so i gotta ask you this like i'm with the last name of Kelly, you're Irish as shit, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I my I I'm Irish as fuck too. Like my mom's maiden name was Nally. So like oh damn. Like, I can't drink whiskey, dude. Like I am I get real snappy anyways, like with people, especially <laughs> tired. Like I learned a long time ago. I loved whiskey. Dude, I just want to start fucking punching walls after like four or five <laughs> shots just because I'm such a fucking asshole. Like, and granted, I don't drink anymore, but like, even when I drink, dude, like, I can't drink whiskey. Like, it's, it's like, it's game over. Like, I just become a fucking dick. But if you can handle your whiskey, I give you a thumbs up, my good sir. I'm a sleepy drunk. I have fallen asleep in a lot of places. (laughs) I'm a sleepy, sleepy anyways, dude. Like I can sleep anywhere. Just give me a chance. Like, (laughs) but that's, I've had a couple of bouncers, like wake me up. They're like, you (laughs) you can't sleep here, man. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) So you're freaking, yeah, dude, that's so awesome. You're, you're staying in warehouses, like four people (laughs) deep fucking just on, 
an insane amount of booze in LA. Um, dude, that's fucking awesome. And that makes me like, that makes me want to get out to LA even more just because like, I mean, granted it's a different time, different place, but like, I want to get out and like, just ex- that West coast vibe, dude. I, I miss it. Like I haven't been there for too long. Um, oh yeah. Just riding around like in good weather, going to the beach and hitting up a taco truck. Like oh. it's good. But dude, now you sound like East side of St. Paul. Like I, I do that in <laughs> August. Like <laughs> I know where the good taco trucks are and like, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, in, two, in 2006, that used to be like a really special thing, but like now you're like, yes, that's what you should do everywhere. Yes, exactly, my guy. Um, so 2006, you're riding around, you're going to rallies. Are you like, what's your club affiliation at this point? You talked a little bit earlier, you were, um, a not a pros you weren't necessarily a prospect but you were a scout uh, honorary honorary um how did yeah. that like how did your club life happen begin whatever do you want to kind of dabble into that a little bit oh yeah sure um no like basically san francisco is where like all the moped activity was mm-hmm. so like i couldn't come up all that often but i started just driving my moped up in my pickup truck go ride on moped Monday with the creatures, like go ride all over the city. And just like, it was all new and exciting. And I was like, all right, I get to actually like test out like this fast bike I built. Yep. Cause there's no, there's nowhere in Santa Cruz really. I'm like, well, it gets me to work and back sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So like, I just started coming up. Uh, I even came to fuck, which rally was it? I think it was 2008. I rode a moped up from Santa Cruz to San Francisco. Awesome. Like, I was like, why not? Let's do yeah. it. How far now? How far of a moped trip is that? On a moped going on roads where it's safe, I think it's about like 80 miles. Roughly. Okay, yeah, it's it's a good haul. Like, yeah, and that's yeah. I mean, it's not undoable by any means, like, but yeah, it's it's a good it moped a, ride. I did it on a DS50. Because that came with like a two and a half or three gallon tank or some shit. I was like, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> yeah, dude, that makes it. Oh, I love my Hobbit, dude. But like 25 miles later, I'm like freaking out. We got to find the gas station, boys and girls. <laughs> <about Ray." laughs> yeah, that DS50 was stock with like a blue baffle pipe on it. Mm-hmm. And it it was half a tank to get to San Francisco. <laughs> I was like, oh, I still gotta have a tank. We're good. Dude, that's that's when mopeds actually got a hundred miles a gallon with that at least. Like I heard heard somebody say that on a podcast once, like, yeah, I'm riding around my moped gets like a hundred miles a gallon. I'm like, dude, what fucking moped did you ever have? Because like <laughs> stock derby, giant yeah. tank. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, I I yeah, I'm that just baffled me up from jump street. Um so you you're getting up to San Francisco, you're riding, dude. That's I'm again jealous because it's like the West Coast. You guys are warm weather. Oh, goddamn Norwegians, they trap me here. It's a vortex. Um what in you talked about getting out to Denver, like what's moped life like for you kind of in this area? Like, how did you become when did you become an official creature of the loin? And what's up with the that's something I don't ask enough people. I'm going to start more like, how did they come up with the name creature of the loin? Like, do you know a little backstory of that? Yeah. Well, that one, that one I can share. Um, there's actually a neighborhood in San Francisco called the tenderloin. 
Okay. Um, and it's not a great neighborhood in any regards. Uh, but that's but that's where a lot of the founding members were living at the time, and like that's where they had their mopeds. And one of the first bars that we would meet at for Moped Monday um, mm-hmm. was down in the Tenderloin as well. Okay. So so like that's like where the creatures started way back in the day. Nice, dude. Yeah. Um. So at what point did you become a full-fledged member of Creature of the Line? I think it was somewhere in like 2008, somewhere around there. I think okay. it was after I'd gone to a couple rallies. Um, I had shown up like frequently enough that like I was just hanging out. Um, that was mainly it. Like, cause there was a lot of creatures at that time. I'm not sure why. I, mopeds were hip. I mean, that's why. Yeah. Uh, um, at, at this point, was this when Benji had started um, doing more stuff in the moped scene um, with treats? Cause like that, like I can never really get a good hard set time frame when like treat land actually started up because I think is this 77 had a storefront in San Francisco at this point, didn't they? Um, Cause they were in, they were in San Francisco for, for a little bit, at least I thought. They were in San Francisco for a couple of years, and it was when I was in Santa Cruz because I remember coming up to their opening party. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Benji had started treats I think sometime around like 2007 ish. Okay. Um, started that up, and it was like just like in a little cubicle somewhere. Yeah, um, it's pretty tight. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was I think it was right around then, like 2007, 2008 or so. Okay, so this is all kind of the same time frame. Um. You talked about at this point a lot of rad things are happening, but like, do you want to talk to me like the first time you wanted to quit mopeds? Like, this is dumb. These fucking bikes suck. I can't figure it out. <laughs> and like, it had to be even more frustrating for like. That's why I have so much respect for people like yourself who've been in it ten plus years who like who didn't have that super knowledgeable guy they can just DM right away. Like, dude, this is dumb. I can't figure it out. Could you just guide me a little bit? Like. When was the first time you wanted to quit mopeds? Uh, I think that was somewhere in like probably the end of 2008, maybe 2009. Like I definitely mm-hmm. just kind of like dropped out for a couple of years where I like would casually pay attention, but like I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember if it was like life stuff or like I was just getting over it. I think I was just breaking a lot of moped stuff and like, life stuff also and i was just like nah, this is fucking hassle like uh putting a gillardoni on a za50 and then finding out that like no it was not built for that yeah <laughs> um yeah i think some expensive mistakes and then just like you know just getting burnt out i'm like it's just the same shit like i don't know yeah yeah i i, I hear you respect that um we're kind of 2008 2009 like the moped scene is getting bigger at this point. Like you said, um, it's getting cool and trendy, if you will. Um, what, what's your feelings of a West coast? Cause moped armies around at this point, from my understanding of the website, what's your guys's feeling on the West coast, like seeing everything happen in Kalamazoo or like out East or like, are you guys just so into the, not to say in your own world that you didn't really notice, but like, what was your kind of thoughts of the outside moped community at that point? Cause I always, the reason why I ask, because I've heard this talk, like 
the West Coast block on I'm on moped west Army coast for, voting block yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what that's why i'm kind of like wondering like what's your guys's kind of overall feeling uh yeah i mean the west coast voting block meme is actually i think we started it because <laughs> there was like a quick like two-year period i think where we like voted in the land squids and the uh late birds mm-hmm. like just from the sheer fact that like mosquito fleet had like 40 or 50 members the creatures had like 70 yeah and we're just like we just have enough votes that we decide who gets in and we're like yeah our friends in la are in our friends in sacramento are in (laughs) and so like there was like the illusion for a couple years that because there were so many people on the west coast they just decided what branches got in or not like even branches at the midwest like we've seen these people all the time but la is like you don't come out west so no (laughs) (laughs) so like there was like yeah a really weird time where like we both wanted each other to visit each other i think but it was just like you move first bro (laughs) yeah i was gonna say is that like kicking the sand at each other like no you come here no you come here (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's fucking that's rad dude like and i think it all matters and I get it and I'm not trying to belittle it at all, but it's also fucking silly and it makes me smile too. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's kindergarten games, dude. I fucking love it. Cause no matter how old we get, we still the same people. Um, so at this point, 2000, we'll just say 2010, 2011, like yeah. what did you, you, you talked, getting out to Denver, but like, what's the farthest out you've gotten to a rally? Like this is before Baker's before pinball and all this stuff. Like what's the farthest out you've been to a rally at that point? Uh, like 2011, what is the farthest I've been? It might've been like Seattle, I think might've been the farthest rally I'd been to at that point. Okay. And I think that was right. Like, I think that's how I got back into mopeds was more of the travel aspect Mm -hmm. where I was like, yeah, I have some bikes that go fast and they probably go faster than other people, but that's not the part I'm interested in. Like I want to go ride them somewhere. somewhere Exactly. I went and like, this is a perfect opportunity for that. And I was also like, maybe I want to live there. I don't know. Yeah, dude, don't even get me going. (laughs) Like I fall in love with every moped city. Like I go to like, Oh, Kansas city's awesome. Oh, Richmond's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Like it's happens to myself all the time. Um, yeah, Seattle always holds their rally in August mm-hmm. to try to trick you to move to Seattle. You're like, <laughs> oh, the sun's up till 11 at night. It's warm all the time. I love Seattle. Yeah. Come, come to Minnesota in August, dude. Same shit. It's like, it's 90, it's humid. It's like warm. <laughs> it's great. And then that fucking tail turns about October. It gets uh, I won't even lie, dude. I'm not even gonna bullshit because, like, I still love from the cities I've ridden in. St. Paul is still one of my favorite cities to ride in, just be, just because the Irish did not build a straight road. We'll say that. Um, <laughs> a lot of stubborn Irishmen. That's what we'll say. Um, and some of the reason why I know your name and got got cued into your name is you're involved in long distance riding. So, like. Do you want to talk about like getting involved in initially the pinball run? Yeah. Um, I 
think I actually saw the website for the first one that uh, Rob Burrito hosted. Yep. I, I don't think I like I saw it, but I'm like, I, I'll never be able to do that. And then it was the second year where like he posted the next one. I was like, well, it's a little closer this time because the first one was Portland, Maine to Key West, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Which sounded fucking fun as shit, but also like 2,500 miles in nine days. Yeah, dude, it's, insane. I know now that that is insane. It's totally <laughs> insane. Um, and completely insane. Uh, but the next one was like uh, Mi- Minneapolis to New. I have the fucking metal. Yeah, Minneapolis to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. 2014. <laughs> Look at the metal back there. Uh, that was only five days and like 1,400 miles. I, I want to say 12 or 14. So I was did like, you that? Did you ride that oh. one then? Yeah. So Pinball Two was the first one I rode. Okay. Why don't you talk about your experience on that? Because like I love. I think you and I are kind of the same person. Like. Yeah, building these fast bikes are great. Riding your hometown is great, but like, I want to get out. I want to see people. I want to see other moped cities. Like, what was your thoughts of like, hey, the mini, the Casserolers, Minneapolis scene, and like, what was like that? Ex- just talk about kind of your journey of the pinball too. Then, yeah, no, it was like, it was a whole bunch of shit. I was like, all right, I don't know what I'm getting into, but this sounds really fun. Like, I organized a team remotely. Like, I was like, all right, we're all going to have to, like, meet in the same city, coming from three different cities, figure out the car we're in, like, moped and movement tools. So, like, getting logistics figured out was fun and interesting. Um, But then it was just, like, and this is now, like, I realize this is just the way it ends up being. Like, you get kind of a couple hours in the city you're going to be in Mm -hmm. because, logistics are hard and you always show up later than you're going to and like something goes wrong uh i think one of the years a team like was on the way to the event their car tire kept blowing out and so like like stuff just happens when you drive 1200 miles to go Mm -hmm. somewhere Mm -hmm. um but so the first one was awesome like i flew into minneapolis from california my teammates drove all the parts and bikes from the east coast um and we all kind of met up in a campground and basically had like a couple hours to hang out make sure everything was where it was get ready for the next day because start lines at 10 like Mm -hmm. you don't have to leave at the start line but everyone else is probably going to and then you'll just be behind yeah but but it was crazy because it was like a huge thunderstorm came in (laughs) it was raining a bunch it was a Sunday, which apparently means you can only buy three, two beer in fucking Minnesota. <laughs> and we're all like, we, we've changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're all like trying to get drunk on the first night. Cause we have tents, like we're sleeping in cars and tents. It's raining. Yeah. We're like, all we get is three, two highlights. God <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Can't wait to make it to Iowa. Um, <laughs> That's the first time anybody's ever fucking uttered those words ever, anytime. <laughs> it's the last time I will utter those words too. Dude, I've spent so much goddamn time in Iowa as a Ute. Don't fucking <laughs> know what it is. It's goddamn flat. You, people yeah. say hell. A lot of corn. A lot, lot of, hey, a lot of bean fields too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh yeah, a lot of bean fields. A lot yeah. of corn, a lot of bean fields. Just goes straight until uh, you can't go straight anymore then you might end up in like missouri like yeah <laughs> yeah no that's right uh i'm trying to think what we did 
but yeah, like that was interesting because it was only five days. So each day was like 300 miles. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that's not too bad. <laughs> and then hour 12, you're like, um, I've just seen a lot of corn today. And I have another hour to go. All right. <laughs> Sweet. What bike did you guys take? It was uh, a slightly modified, I think it was a uh, Motor Marina um, Sebring. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically, like, uh, Angel was the other rider, and Bronwyn was our chase driver. And, like, we just basically, I think me and Angel are both slightly insane. <laughs> and we both just try, we're like, we we played it like rugby. We're like, if you come out, you're out for the rest of the day. Oh so shit! Like, neither okay. neither one of us. We're like, no, I'm going the whole fucking way. <laughs> and like, I remember coming into St. Louis on like the third night, like, not because we didn't stop or break down at all that day. I had vapor lock, which I didn't know was a thing you could get on a moped for like ten minutes. That was it. Mm-hmm. And even with that, like going full speed, never stopping still was dark before we got to st louis so like i'm riding over this really fast bridge with like no lights and there's just traffic and i'm like i hope i don't die like i see (laughs) that my teammates are behind me in a car but there's no lights like there's no lights for the highway like yeah "Ah, this bike doesn't make very good lighting no dude the midwest gets so fucking dark at night like it gets real dark like yeah like dark like it's always funny like i i've met a lot of people in my life blah blah blah. like friends who like grew up in la or chicago or new york and like i'd bring them like to where i grew up and like it was southern minnesota nowhere they're like dude i haven't seen the stars in like 15 years (laughs) like that shit like i'm like yeah dude it's a different fucking world but yeah dude like yeah especially on a moped we're like the headlights are suspect at best so like oh oh yeah no, and like every other team was having like some sort of issues. It, it, like in the end, it was all like pretty. Like I like the way it worked out. I guess I don't mm-hmm. know, but like uh, we even had um, Buck. I'm forgetting anything else. He's the weathercaster in Ohio yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so he was like calling the forecast every morning. Um, it was funny. The first morning he caught on like the Minnesota DOT cameras the team from Denver had broken down like on the interstate, like okay. they had, like blow, blown a tube or something. He's like, ah, I see a team here on the MNDOT camera on the side of the road That's just swapping awesome. a tire out. <laughs> um, yeah. Another team like Joe Peg and Sammy like broke down on some back road in Ohio, in, no Iowa mm-hmm. and found a random dude who like had a machine shop at home or something. Yeah. Charlie Buzzer was telling me all about that number, but let me give you a little clue about Iowa. They're all fucking back roads. Even the highway back road, (laughs) dude. Everything is back roads. Everything's fucking back road in Iowa. And I got a lot of family in Iowa. And like, sometimes I listen to podcasts and I hope they hear this because I bust their balls all the time about Iowa. (laughs) Um, But yeah, dude, that's so fucking rad. Like what was the, we got to St. Louis. Like what was the, rest of the route like for you was it did you did you guys for you You said you're doing the endurance like yeah no it was it was really like it was definitely very endurance oriented especially because 
both me and uh, Angel had physical injuries shortly mm-hmm. before the race started. Oh no! I I had gone over um, an MB5 camping like uh, almost a month and a half prior and separated or yeah separated my AC joint mm-hmm. on one shoulder. Um, and then Angel had like severe tendon issues in her right hand mm, and was yeah. going to have surgery right after the event. So she was going to totally fucking destroy it. And the, in the oh, pinball. Yeah. I, at one point, I think she just like taped the throttle on was like, fuck it. Like she couldn't hold the throttle. And was like, <laughs> yeah, well, make it. yeah. Like I've known more than one racer that's done that for stuff like in non moped stuff, like the insanity, what some, what people will do just for the love of what they're doing in that moment. Um, so how did you guys do that year? Like what was, what were some other, you talked about like Minneapolis, St. Louis, all that, but what were like some other highlights of that run for you? Uh, that one, we actually, we finished third. Uh, it's the highest I've ever finished in any of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, you finished like that's a, yeah. like that's my, we're get, we'll get into a little bit. Like if I ever do a Baker's um, or a pinball, like that's my goal just to finish. Like that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. No, I mean, I I had a fun time, but honestly, watching, like, all the other groups that participated, like, uh, Detroit Motorworks uh, sent three people with ZA50s. Yeah. All three of them made it. Awesome. All three of them fucking, like, their trailer, the trailer that they used to tow the vehicles um, back up didn't make it, but the mopeds (laughs) made it. That's so awesome. That shows you great Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, and the the team from Denver, they had like this crazy fairing. They put two inch tires on it. It was like a really light Pinto. I'm pretty. They definitely hit 72. They may have hit 74. Yeah. Um, but it was really fun to watch them. Like, they were Icarus. They were just. They had three motors basically. Mm-hmm. Just fucking burn the as hot as you could until one motor blew up. Swap the other one on one of the dudes would just weld shit back together in the back of the van or in the hotel room, depending yeah. on where it was. And then like, that was it. Just like build it, break it, weld it, build it, break it, weld it. Oh, they got dude. second. Yeah. And, and first place that year was a uh, Tomos tuned by Shaw, <laughs> uh, which I don't know if you know, Shaw, he's like basically an old helicopter mechanic that does crazy moped porting out of LA. Okay. I don't think he's really into mopeds anymore. He used to be really into it in like the 2000s. Yeah. He still he still does it, but like he is the porting guru. Okay. He'll make any cylinder go faster than you could imagine that it could go. Hmm. Um, but basically, yeah. So they had a stock Tomos with a stock cylinder ported that would hit 50. Yep. And some of the some of the days, <laughs> the writer Jason would tell me he's like. I don't have to fill up today. <laughs> I, I get 250 miles to the tank and we're only going 230. <laughs> That's so dude. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. That just, yeah. That's I, I know like I'm huge. I love racing, like watching 24 hour Daytona watching 24 hour Lamar, like just some, the fastest car doesn't always win. It's the one that doesn't have to stop the one that doesn't no. break. Yeah, Jason also wasn't super into racing. He was mainly interested in posting Snapchat and Instagram stories, like <laughs> while he was riding, because he's like in yeah. the Tomos, it's like automatic. I just go. 
He's like, yeah, I just pee off the side. Like, I don't stop to go to the bathroom. I just kind of pee while I'm going. Yeah. You know? And then you show up, and I'm like, damn it. You're always here first. He's like, I don't have to stop. (laughs) I don't have to stop. Fuck you all. I'm gone. (laughs) Tomos. That's so fucking rad, dude. Um, So at what point do you start to help? I know you got involved in the volunteer, the structure, the organization a bit. Was that at pinball three on the West coast or like what part did you kind of get involved with it? I, I had helped out a little bit on the West coast just cause I had grown up. Like I was just mainly advising about Humboldt County cause mm-hmm. the fucking roads are weird there. Like, and you don't want to go on some of them. I think one of is the that teams the, is, like, is that the golden triangle? Uh, part County. of the Emerald Triangle, yeah. That's what that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, one of the teams that year was like, oh, a guy on a four-wheeler with a shotgun was just kind of following us. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you went out in the cuts. Yeah. You, you weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, like, I didn't, I didn't help out too much on that, just a little bit. Uh, and then after that, uh, mainly, I just I've been discussing with Rob a bit about the next event, uh, and he had a lot of other stuff going on and wasn't mm-hmm. really introdu- inter- interested in hosting another event. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had to like interact with everyone who was helping him before, like Jenny Ray and Joe Pegg yeah. and a few other people. And so I I just kind of had to take it up from there, just because I just wanted it to continue. I just yeah. really like the idea of having a long distance moped race. Why don't you talk about like? And I see that. Um... I just, it's weird how I always discover stuff after the fact, like, um, what a Uggs B. I always fuck up his pronunciation. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Ugg P Tyler. Like, um, I met Parker in Tampa and me and him, like, I'm always that guy. Like if I get your number or your Facebook or Instagram, like I'm going to hit you up once a month just to see how life is like, how you doing? Yeah. Like that just show I care. Cause like, that's how I am. And like, I don't know if Parker hit me up or if Ugby hit up the Minnesota page, but whatever. He came into town for his job and it happened to be Thursday. And like, I just said, Oh yeah, dude, I'll get like, it doesn't matter. I got him a bike. And like, I, I knew the, I knew he was familiar for one reason or another. And then I saw in, you know, we hung out, he rode my bike, had fun, blah, 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 met everybody, blah, blah. Um, and I felt kind of shitty for him because it was during lockdown. Like, so there's nothing fucking open to eat, but I found him a ghetto fish place on, I found him a, I found him a ghetto fish place that we had some just fried stuff on university in St. Paul. So like rock and roll. But then like a day or two later, I saw that recapping of the very first, um, Baker's dozen and like how it was him, uh, Parker and Sabat um kind oh, of yeah, they're running up, up that yeah yeah, yeah. uh up jet never lose boys but like it was like donut something it's a great video on youtube if any i will probably even post a link of it on the second chance page but it was really cool oh, yeah, I'm, you like, I'm like fuck dude that okay sweet but like <laughs> how was that um planning what was what, what went into that and why why was it such a condensed field the first year for Baker's dozen? Oh man, that's, that's a really good set of questions there. I, well, I really like that, enjoy that. Well, and like for me being an outsider, like that's like, I saw Travis because like, you gotta like kind of look at my view of it. Like 
I saw Travis tutorial, like his review, basically a uh, pinball three going down the West coast. I'm like, that is the fucking raddest thing I've ever done. I want to do that some year. Hopefully we, it happens again. And then like, I see all these teams, but then I just see the three and like, I just want to know like, how come? Yeah, no, it, it's a very good question. I think uh, part of it is like Rob knows a fuck ton of people and like can get a fuck ton of people interested in something. Mm-hmm. And so there was definitely a lot of people that uh, I think if he wasn't in charge of promoting it, they might not know about it. Mm-hmm. And so, or like, they're just like, oh, and like, I'm not super great at promoting things myself. So the combo of that probably like uh, people just didn't know it happened. Okay. Um, or it was like too late last minute, but uh, it was also just like, yeah, you know, changing it up. I made kind of a crazy route. I'm not going to lie. Like <laughs> if, if you're like, Oh, let's see what the race is this year, New York city to Austin, Texas. Yeah. That's yeah. A long distance. Uh, oh, via Florida. That's yeah. even longer. <laughs> I've done like almost that in spurts throughout my life, but I can't imagine that a whole one trip. Like how long was that first trip then? Uh, it was, so it was 10 days and like, honestly, I think, um, what I ended up doing is basically trying to route it to like visit friends' houses. Okay. Uh, like moped friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was 10 days. It was 2,100 miles. Wow. So close to as crazy as the first one. One of the days though, it was a day off. It was, uh, we called it the Jimmy Buffett rest day. Okay. Um, we actually stayed at a cheap hotel down the street from the Jimmy Buffett hotel in Pensacola. Okay. And we still drank there. They they looked at us and they thought we belonged. So I mean, whatever, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was like, fuck, what was around? It was like start in New York, hang out with Upjet. Like I slept in Parker's apartment, mm-hmm. which is like ten square feet, I guess. We were all stacked like Tetris. Like you couldn't open the door because people were on the floor in like the exact amount of space. I imagine, that was, dude. That was fun. Then we went to Lancaster and stayed with LGN in their like barn, which was yeah. tight as fuck. Yeah. Got to work on our mopeds in the shop, just party all night. Nice. Um, where did we go after Lancaster? I think we ended up at, was it Lancaster to Richmond? Yeah, I think we ended up at Thomas's house. Okay. Him and Ashley, they, they hosted us on their property. Like we all just showed up, had a big party with like whoever was there for Richmond. Yeah. And so like every night was like, oh, we're going to hang out with friends. Yeah. Or we're going to hang out at a skeezy motel. And we're yeah. going to get drunk at Rally. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but it was it was fun because it was just like each day was a lot of distance. I think the, the most insane day where Travis Tutorial actually came in first was Atlanta to Pensacola, which was 365 miles. Uh-huh. Wow. That, I think that's the longest day of any of the Baker's dozen or pinball was that day. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was a really, like the pressure was intense to keep going. Um, one of the teams, team never DNF, DNF stands for did not finish. Yeah. Which is like a racing term. You're familiar. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But that's, like, but that's like cursing yourself right away, dude. That's like, you're going to break the first day. Like, that's like, like I'll never paint. I, 
I go back well, and so forth with green, green, the color green, because like, yeah, some of my favorite t-shirts are green, but like I was a racer, dude, you don't paint anything green because <laughs> that's the worst fucking luck color ever. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe that, that was part of it. They did have some really bad luck, but they made it like the whole way. They never yeah. DNF'd. Uh, I remember uh, the Kelly was riding in near Durham and the rear, the whole rear variator part of the Hobbit just exploded. Oh, wow. Like, li- yeah. like a literal explosion. Yeah. And they're like, well, well, what do we do here? And they're like, well, the nearest moped place is Richmond, Virginia, which is a six hour drive. <laughs> Someone there does have the parts. Yep. It's currently 11 a.m. Okay. So like by 11 p.m. midnight, we may have the parts back. Yeah. And then you still have to drive on the moped the like eight hour ride through the night. And so that's exactly what they did. Like wow. they got stuck in the, their parts van got stuck in rush hour traffic around the DC, Virginia area. Of course. Uh, Kelly just hung out by her moped on the side <laughs> of the road for like 12 hours. Jesus Christ. Um, dude. Like what do you like? The, they got the parts back. They fixed it in the middle of the night, got mm-hmm. everything together, set off down the road. And I remember we were all at Charlie Buzzard's house because yeah. that was the next stop. And like, we wake up and we're getting ready. It's almost 10 AM. And like every team has 24 hours to make it to the finish line. If you do it within 24, you're fine. Yeah. And we are looking at the, we're like, Oh shit, they're close. Like they might make it. And like, sure enough, they fucking rolled through the finish line at like nine 46. Yeah, okay, that's like, oh, the team you got like, 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah then, they had that we're on going the... to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me catch this cat nap for like 10 minute power nap. Yeah. But yeah, like they were shifted like eight hours. Like they wouldn't leave till noon, like the rest of the race. Yeah. And so like at the end of it, they got stuck in some like bumfuck town outside of Austin late at night. And Texas speed limits are all 75 everywhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what road you're on. Okay. And, like, they got hassled by a sheriff late at night for, like, riding a moped on a 75. <laughs> yeah. And fucking Christina <laughs> just looks up at the speed limit sign next to her, which says 35. And she's like, but officer, it says 35 yeah. right there. Yeah. And he and he's like, if you leave the town, we're fucking impounding your shit and throwing you in jail. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? Fuck those dudes. Just throw it in the truck and get over here. You're like ten yeah. miles away. Yeah. Like fuck that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. If you play no, not I in don't, Texas. Yeah, you don't want it. Like I'm thinking, like you might as well be in Mexico. You don't want to go to jail there. Like fuck. Especially in a small town. You're not even in like Austin city limits yet. You're getting the sheriffs in Texas. Yeah, dude. Like the real cowboys, like are people who think they are. Um, So what was the, like, and we'll don't worry about time longer, the better, whatever. Um, What was the, so everybody made it to Austin, Texas. Did you guys pick up the next year or was, did you take any sort of break between the, like, I know Austin, Texas was the, was the stop. But like, what was the progression in the ride at that point? Then did you guys take a year off, or was it just? And what year are we in for 
Oh, yeah. Um, so stopping off the mopeds was really nice because it was it's a nice midway point. Um, mm-hmm. But it was also like we stopped uh, at Lester's. Uh, he runs Austin Mopeds down there. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like a perfect midway stop. Like you end up at a moped shop. Like they're gonna really be excited about it. Like you can have a moped party with like ACR and everyone that's in Austin. You can tell people to go down there in advance. Yeah, it's yeah. like a sweet party. We we drugged some people from New Orleans, I think. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so it was a good spot. Um, I did arrange with Lester, like, if if you wanted to, you could store your bike there. Oh, So you didn't have to awesome. drive it back, like, to the East Coast or mm-hmm. West Coast or whatever. I might have been the only one that took advantage of it. Uh, but, like, you know, whatever. It's a race bike. I understand teams want to, you know, hang on to it. Yeah, I mean, I, lo- I think about that. I like the idea of it, but, like, I'm such a control freak. Like, I would probably want to take my bike with me just because like i could tear shit apart i could figure it out but like i like the idea of storing a bike there because then you're kind of committed to the next year well yeah and i kind of had to because it turns out that the van that i own wasn't operating the next year and i had to like borrow my buddy's truck (laughs) oh wow (laughs) so how was the next year then like had anything really changed for team wise or rule wise like was there more people in it for the next year? Uh, yeah, so we did actually add a full team, like a whole new team, um, another style team. Like one of the members was from Kansas. One of them was in either Philly or Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other was in Houston. Like they they organized logistics and kind of organized that. But for the most part, it was the same teams. Okay. Uh, we had we had done something of like there was a collective pot, so entry fees always get turned into a cash prize for the winning teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just kind of like doubled the pot from the first year. So teams okay. that competed both years were eligible for like a much larger prize. Basically. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of the exact opposite of the first year where we had visit all of our moped friends. There was absolutely zero support once you head West from Austin until you hit LA. Yeah, I get, I can't imagine how desolate that was though. It yeah, some of this like northeast Texas where you're going by sand fields where they mine <laughs> sand. Like Jesus that's, Christ. that's all yeah. they have. They're like that's a thing, people. Like <laughs> your sand you get for like your house or your koi yeah. pond or whatever. Like, yeah, that's gotta come from somewhere. Apparently West Texas. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was pretty desolate. Like you hit West Texas, you hit New Mexico. Like I was like ducking to like gain two miles an hour on like just a straightaway for like a hundred miles. Yeah. Um, but we rode that into next one was um Roswell. Okay. And so we we ended up staying in like a campsite just east of Roswell. Yeah. Which was amazing. Like you just show up, you've been driving through the southwest like back highways one of them a couple like yeah the route you basically had to take potentially could have been closed by by missile launches oh jesus christ yeah we we had to go right by the very large array yeah i'm glad that like i'm taking a minute to think about this because like new mexico is a fucking trip like (laughs) you're just going and it says this road may be closed due to missile launches and you're like what (laughs) <laughs> wait what like i don't know they're like check radio <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
it's the only non-interstate like it's the only like highway and you're like uh-oh and then it says like you're coming up on the vla and i was like wait wait from contact like the actual <laughs> giant radio like, oh there it is yeah and you're like yep there's no reception out here there's no gas stations out here it's seven thousand feet so you're both that's running rich and you're like yeah All right. um but yeah it was just like going into the desert you're like i'm gonna go on my spirit quest Mm -hmm. like yeah that would be that's a trip that's one of the few parts of the country i've never been to is the southwest in that area like yeah so i that's just amazing (laughs) like the missile things really got me tripped out like i can't believe that um so how was it like what you said there's how did you guys take that like and i'm getting geographically dumb just because like i've never been i've been to california i've been to like bay area la briefly but like what was your stops like from like roswell area to like where was the next where was the end point in that one oh man uh i have to actually think where was it oh yeah so the part that kind of blew my mind, I didn't know this until I went there, is like once you leave kind of Austin, Austin's like the lowlands of Texas. Mm-hmm. It's just like a very gradual like slope. And then all of a sudden you're at 7,000 feet for oh, wow. a couple states. Like the middle of New Mexico to like the west of Arizona is like at a nice like five to 7,000 7, foot plateau. Oh, wow. Where like you don't feel like you're on a mountain, but like you're just on this giant fridge you're like oh i get drunk really easy here yeah (laughs) um but yeah so we had to stick on like the back roads and there aren't many back roads out there and some of them are like way too back road yeah Uh, so yeah we 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 stayed in northwest texas at like a crappy motel we made our way to the campsite just a little bit east of roswell and from there we had to go it's like I had found a campsite. I have the business card stored somewhere. It's this really cool, like, there's like a tiny general store slash restaurant slash gas station. And awesome. that's it. Yeah. For, and like, we went there and we're like, hey, we want to have a fire. And they're like, oh, if you drive down the road, so-and-so has a sign out. And if he didn't put any wood out, he said, it's cool. You can go down and knock on his door. You got, And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> Sun's getting dark here. <laughs> but yeah we we stayed at like um like a proper campsite up at mm-hmm. like six or seven thousand feet and we had done this in the end of may beginning of june to avoid the laser death beam that's called the sun yeah, yeah. i was like oh, it's gonna be bad in the southwest but it's not to the point where it's nice at night so it's still like 40 degrees at night yeah and so everyone was just like myself included i'm sleeping in the bed of a pickup truck just freezing my ass off i'm like oh yeah we're on a mountain and it's 40 degrees this is not good yeah i remember i learned my lesson the first time i went out to denver on the fourth of july i was on i was on a part of pike's peak and like i brought one hoodie (laughs) yeah yeah i'll fucking cold (laughs) i'll cold (laughs) i'm gonna learn today yeah the next day everyone was just like i'm a little bit more wiped than i should have been (laughs) yeah why am i more tired when i wake (laughs) up right now 
<laughs> and then at that point too it's like there's no cover so you're just in the sun all day oh yeah uh and one of the teams uh team pike from the northeast they were all wearing like the white tyvek painter suits mm-hmm. which block uv a hundred percent but don't block the wind at all and so you're just like freezing your ass off riding through arizona in the direct sun I was like, y'all are crazy. <laughs> so it did everything that they didn't want it to do. Like, that's awesome. Did heat him up, but it did allow all the wind to go through him. That's good, good planning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found that out. Um, <laughs> and then, so like Roswell, and we're at the campsite, and then we go from the campsite to. Fuck, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> i just remember the order yeah we went to the campsite to like something really close to the grand canyon yeah i think we we stayed at like a shitty hotel i believe and then we did like a six a 60 mile ride the next day to the grand canyon and camp like outside the grand canyon that's rad dude which was amazing it was like why not like yeah we're riding mopeds through arizona we're gonna go stop the grand canyon yeah yeah and that was kind of fun we had like a fun day like hang out like there's no real point in racing. Everyone's time was basically the same. Yeah. Everybody kind of um, wanted to recover, check out dual sites in. Yeah. Cause like you're still yeah, getting basically. acclimated to the elevation. Um, and all the drinking that we were normally doing at sea level translates to a lot more drinking at 7,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a lightweight for some reason right now. <laughs> like I don't get it. <laughs> so you're falling asleep everywhere if you're a sleepy drunk <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> um but then after that's where it gets like really i think it gets really interesting because there's a couple teams that are trying to win not only that year but like the cumulative both years yep, yep. there's like three maybe four teams that are in it at that point mm-hmm. and going from the grand canyon to like Oh, we did the Grand Canyon to Las Vegas. Okay. So, like, doing that stretch, teams got creative. Two of the teams decided to take fire for a service road. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, I think it was Pike and I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm really bad at memory. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> my guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Pike and Upjet. So, like, they were, like, going hard and Upjet's like, no, nah, we're going to follow them. So they both took, it was a Tomos and a Derby. They abandoned their chase vehicles. They like geared up, got everything they needed, mm-hmm. abandoned the chase because the chase couldn't go down the fire service road. Yeah, because that's like basically a minimum maintenance road for like the Midwest people. I've seen them like they can be ridden, but they shouldn't be ridden type of deal. Yeah, yeah. And apparently some of them are just sand. Because uh, like I remember watching on Glimpse. I'm like, why is the bat going five? like i know his bike's not broken i know he's jamming and then later he's like yeah it was sand and i could only go five because it was thick (laughs) and there's just like gates like gates people are opening and locking behind them so that the other person has to open it again (laughs) not doing anybody favors (laughs) yeah all the cars are going on like this long circuitous route and the forest service road just cuts across it but we both end up at the same point basically at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, because they're going so slow. And it's real funny because you're just like, okay, they're entering the no man zone. There's no cell phone reception. I don't know if they have gas. I don't know <laughs> if they break down. 
no one will ever know if they die out there but yeah we're just gonna maybe hope they show up on the other side yeah <laughs> and then after that it was like hang out in vegas for two days oh shit yeah dude yeah <laughs> that yeah like that that had to be a whole ordeal in its own right right there um where did you guys end up at that uh baker's dozen did was it la or where was the finish line for that year so we did we we ended up in la we actually ended up in oh damn it it's a anyways uh the whole intent was to recapture the original cannonball run uh-huh. like cannonball baker which starts at the red ball garage in new york which is where we okay. started and then ends at the Portofino Inn in Redondo Beach. Awesome. So, I mean, I don't know how well-versed all of their employees are in a cross-country endurance race, but they've <laughs> definitely seen a couple show up. So yeah. they actually were like, like we explained it to them, and they're like, despite how grungy we looked, they said that we could have a drink there and celebrate, and then we had to leave oh wow um, <laughs> but like they're like oh yeah we understand this cross country stupid race sure thing yeah H- have a drink and get the fuck out <laughs> yeah you guys smell terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're the worst people we've seen in years <laughs> drinks are full price fuckers um <laughs> <laughs> people who can't see it Balin, Balin almost did a spit take right there um <laughs> So what was, did you, what was the next, um, was this the, the next, the following one? Was that the Detroit to Boston or Detroit? Didn't you guys do one more after this or? No, no, you're right. It was uh Detroit to Boston. Yeah. What year was that? Just cause you know, I've loosened up on my time frames, everybody, but I still like to know where we are in, in the history of mopeds. Like, what, yeah. Was that the last one you've done? That was the last. So that would be 2019. That would be the okay. last one that we did. Okay. Um, yeah, that one was like. Why? Get... Why that route? Let me ask you that. Why that route? Oh yeah. Um, one the the personal selfish reason is I had never driven that part of the country before. Okay. Never been to Buffalo. Never been to upstate New York. Never been to Maine. Yeah. I was like. I mean, half of this is my own desire to go see the country. And I'm like, let's just do it with mopeds. Yeah. Uh, but the other part was like, uh, we thought that more people might get involved if it mm-hmm. started and ended in towns where a lot of moped people are. Like, it's easy to get to Detroit. Detroit to Boston is a 13-hour drive by car. Yep. So, like, driving back home is not hard. Yeah. Wherever you are. <laughs> and that was kind of mainly it. Like, we could do camping. We could do some hanging out with moped friends. We got to stay with uh, an old puddle cutter, Johnny Fucker, who lives up in Maine. Okay. And it was just like, sweet. We go stay at like a moped house in the middle of nowhere and like party, hang out with yeah. friends. Um, but yeah, that was just like, let's do a fun one up in the Northeast and like, let's see who shows up. And like, how many we got days all was Boston. that one? That one was seven or eight days? Seven days. Seven okay. days. Okay. So was it were those long days then, or was it like hundred like how many miles was that one total? That one was I want to say like twelve, thirteen hundred, something like that. Okay. So there was a there was a couple long days. There was a couple really short days. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that the short days were too short, so I tried to make them a little longer this year. But that one was definitely a little bit more on the shorter side to see if we could get some more people that you know didn't want to ride three hundred miles a day. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and you talked, we, at least a lot of us are like listen to podcasts, listen to Moped Culture. We heard you get on um, Moped Monday podcast, kind of talked to Jason a little bit about like, you guys tried to push it back. We had the Rona happen in 2020, so fuck 2020. Um, <laughs> and But it, it worked out for me in my own selfish ways. Like, do you want to talk about the possibilities of 2021 if there is going to be a pinball this coming year or where you guys are at with um, the planning stages? And yeah. Yeah, so, so as far as like planning and everything, um, we're going to try and do the route that we tried to plan for last year. Okay. So we're going to try, try and basically do um, between Virginia and Atlanta um, mm-hmm. along the Blue Ridge Mountains, the, the whole like basically the heart of like fun motorcycling from what I understand across the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so we're still going to try and do that. Uh, the logistics are still going to be about the same. Uh, we do hope to actually have the event this year. I'm um, yep. going to probably release that. I don't remember what the counter is on the website now, but, it, but before the end of January. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll release a schedule um, when we're going to hold the event. Okay. Uh, we're going to, I mean, barring, you know, pandemic part two, yep. um, we're going to hold the event this year. Okay. So, so you don't really have a date, date pinned down at all, but um, you, you guys are planning on doing it this year or do you, are kid, I don't want you to put out information that you shouldn't. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, we're just finalizing what date it's going to be. It's definitely going to be in the summer. Okay. Um, but I'm going to release the date probably I got to check the timer sometime in the next two weeks. Um, okay. But, but yeah, so I'm going to release the date, the schedule, the towns we're going to hit, um, what days we're going to hit them, where we're going to be staying, stuff like that. Hope to release that in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So and then like, I know, plans. I know there's been some questions like you talked the first time you guys did Baker's dozen, it was kind of a limited consolidated group and like kind of what I've seen, um, pop up like you guys are just like whoever wants to what what's the group what's the limits or teams or like what yeah yeah i mean basically like we all want to get out there's no limit like i'm not gonna stop it at 13 none of that like anyone wants to do it let's do it like okay come solo or not um there's usually like people that have shown up by themselves uh they don't get left behind Yep. I'm not saying like you're just gonna someone's gonna be your chase. Yeah. But, like nobody gets left behind. So like we'll all get there. Everyone's gonna get there on some sort of wheels. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I been I am so grateful for like just being bored and wanting to do this podcast because of that. I've gotten to meet a bunch of people and like Charlie Buzzard threw it out that I could use them for chase. And like through that I met Stefan Buzzard. Me and him are I, I love hobbits. Like that's the only bike I've oh, really been like him and I are talking builds and I'm trying to kind of coax him away from what he's doing. Like I want to, uh, yeah. Like Stefan is such a fucking nice and rad guy. Um, yeah. I'm excited about doing it this coming year. Like I plan to be there. I plan. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to have you on. Just like, I know we talked about doing it a couple weeks and I screwed up on my scheduling. So like, yeah, dude, that's, I'm glad to hear you're planning on doing it. I'm glad to hear it's summer and it sounds kind of like, yeah, I don't want to put any words in your mouth. People can listen yeah, to what, what they, what Maitland has already said. Um, Yeah, we're kind of wrapping up the end of the podcast. Like, is there anybody, anybody you want to direct to 
any websites, any Instagrams or anything like that for yourself or for Baker's Dozen or anything like that? Has the website been updated lately or how's registration going? Like that type of stuff. Yeah, so the website is, I mean, it's run by me and I'm not that great at website development. So sometimes it takes a little bit of time, uh, but it is open. Registration's open. Uh, I don't. I know I fixed it. I don't know if I made it clear when you sign up, but you don't need to pay a registration fee. You can register out of time. We'll figure out the registration fee at the event. So like, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Um, there'll be some small updates to the website in the next couple of weeks for sure. Um, right now, I basically just have the, the front page, the countdown timer. That's the most accurate part. There's some other inaccurate dates and times there that I'll end up being updating pretty soon. Okay. Uh, um, as far as like, uh instagram social media stuff i mean bakers doesn't run on instagram uh i'm gonna start updating that more often um i was i don't know winter's a hard time for me especially when like i just have to sit at home all the time so like <sighs> yeah dude, i'm don't kind of get... yeah i know everyone's got got their own version so <laughs> <laughs> no wor- no worries my guy um i can't thank you enough for getting on this podcast and just talking about your moped history and a little more of the west coast history um and again thanks for or keeping uh endurance race going on and mopeds um like i tell everybody who's been on second chance moped podcast if you ever find yourself wanting to get out to minnesota hit me up uh, you always got a place to stay at my house can't guarantee oh, yeah. you i can't guarantee you a bike during if the casserolers have a rally or not but I can guarantee a place to stay. And I, if non-rally time, I can guarantee a bike will go fucking rip it up around St. Paul. We'll eat some good burritos. Um, oh, hell yeah. Thank yeah, you, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so, I, I can we, always get Craigslist if I got a couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got good burritos and really good Italian in St. Paul. It's fucking weird. Um, hell yeah. Uh, so, like I said, thanks a lot for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. And don't forget, Maitland, Mopeds are dumb. Oh.